Hello, and welcome to Sharp, the podcast where we help you get a little better at the stuff you have to do, so you can spend more time doing the stuff you want to do. My name's Steve O'Neill, and in each Sharp episode, I'll be sharing a bite-sized slice from anywhere that I can find great ideas, tips and suggestions which help us do things faster, better or with a different approach. I'll do the research on social media, podcasts and the written word to bring you quick, practical and effective help in working with people, getting more out of yourself or just getting more from life. We'll have a short, sharp episode weekly and then once a month We'll gather up that bag of tips and mix it in with some conversation in a longer episode. However you choose to listen, I'm here to share things that work in the real world in a way to suit you. So now, on with the episode. Hey there, welcome back to episode... Oh, I sounded a bit dj then, didn't I? Hello, welcome to episode two. Um, thanks very much for listening. You're either here because you listened to episode one and you've come back for more. So thank you at this very early stage for your loyalty coming in for a second one. I hope that uh, I hope we live up to your expectations. Um, or you're someone that started listening from episode two. So this is your first listen. I don't know um, if you know what to expect. I'm not going to suggest that you go back and listen to the first one because you're just clearly not that kind of person you're not interested in episode ones and anyway they're only really introductions anyway so well played i hope we meet your expectations thirdly you may be someone from the future so you might have um come in on episode 112 and you're now going back to binge on the early ones if that's the case then that means this podcast has been really successful and it would really help me to shortcut the process if future you could send past me a message on Twitter or something to explain why episode 112 is so great and why you've come back and maybe then I can cut out the intervening 110 episodes. Anyway, whoever you are, thank you, thank you, thank you. Last week, we explained in a very basic way what this podcast was about and talked a little bit more about the world of podcasting. I said something in last week's episode which uh, I've had some feedback on and it revolved around successful people, so I just want to clarify I'm not suggesting, and I think I said this at the time, there's anything wrong with being successful. What I was suggesting is that we know that the world is not full of super rich, high-flying, top celebrity successful people. The world is primarily full of regular people. And there's nothing wrong with being highly successful or regular or indeed both. But there is stuff that these people can do that we can then apply to the everyday. But your motivation might be different. You may not be motivated by loads of money and a yacht and the trappings of frame and so on. Frame. Or indeed the trappings of fame. But that's not a reason to not analyse what these people do and then adapt it to what you do want. You may be motivated by making um, some progress in your career. It may be that thing we said about getting the kids around the table. You might want to go and live in a yurt for a year. So as long as there's Wi-Fi in the yurt, could you please message me and tell me that that's working for you? This episode, we're still going to look at some basic stuff. We're going to have a look at social media. Now, you've seen the film The Good, The Bad and The Ugly. That's social media. It's a strange mix and there's loads of really, really good and useful stuff on there. And there is loads of rubbish on there. And there's a lot of time-wasting stuff. And there doesn't really seem to be much of a dividing line. You can spend a lot of time on it and you can convince yourself you're doing something good. 
But if we're really honest with ourselves, a lot of what we do on there is not that good. So in this first section, we're going to challenge how we currently use social media and see if we can do something different. There now follows a short survey to establish how people use social media from a scientifically structured and carefully selected control group. So I'm here with our friend Pi. And Pi, do you use Facebook? Yes, I do. How do you use it? Um, I look at it every morning before I get out of bed just to check what my friends are doing and I use it to catch up with them, let people know um, what I'll be up to at the weekend, whether they'd like to join me. Okay, do you use Twitter? Um, When I'm networking. And what about Snapchat? Never. LinkedIn? Yes, networking. Um, Instagram? Never. Oh, that's interesting. Well, that sounded okay, didn't it? But it can deceive us. According to an article that I read in The Telegraph, the average Brit spends one hour and 20 minutes a day managing an average of four social media networks. So if you do the maths, or if you're listening from America, the math, that's over nine hours a week. That's one full working day a week. And that's not the half of it. Because if some people are like our friend, who told us that she spends about half an hour a day on social media, then other people must be spending about four to five hours a day. Now, I didn't believe that at first, so I went and got one of these apps. The one I've used is called Break Free, and it measures your phone use. I was really pleased to find that uh, I came in below average, but I was still spending 40 minutes a day online or connected. Now, that was mainly listening to podcasts and, and more recently promoting this fine podcast. But this app helps you reduce your reliance by prompting you and warning you if you use it too much. The key thing for me is to think about distinguishing between rubbish social media and helpful social media. What do you think about Facebook? Facebook. What do you think about it? Do you, do you use Facebook? No. And um, why don't you use it? There's not many people are on it anymore. What, not many people of your age range? Well, you know, none of my friends use it, so there's not really any point. Okay, and what do your friends use? Uh, Skype. Yeah. Any other sort of social media platforms that they use? I don't think so. No? Okay. What do you think of Facebook? I don't know. I've never been on it. You've never been on it? No. Do your friends use Facebook? Mm, I don't know. I don't think so. What do they use instead? Like Instagram and Snapchat. Is Facebook like a bit lame in that? Yeah. Is it just for old people? No, not really. What, do old people not even use it? No, because they probably don't know how to use it. They don't know how to use it. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you very much. These companies exist to keep us glued to our screens. That's why they're there. They want to connect to everything we do so they can then sell those connections to people and pay for advertising and so on. If you think Facebook, Twitter and LinkedIn are free, you're wrong. They might not cost you money, but they do cost you time. They cost you privacy and, most importantly of all, all the time you're on there, you're not doing something else. Now, there's nothing wrong with a bit of browsing, but if you want to get better and you want to take control back, then you have to make it work for you. Okay, let's start with Facebook. The stats for Facebook are mind-boggling. The Guardian reports that Facebook themselves claim to have 1.71 billion monthly users, 
And that's active users in a world population that's currently 7 billion. That's a fairly significant market share. There are surveys carried out in the UK and the US that show that 78% of adults who regularly connect online are on Facebook. Now, there's loads of great content from some really skilled, experienced people and businesses that can help you, motivate you and give you some really good, credible tips and help. But the problem with the potential of it just taking up your time is equally huge. For example, there are an estimated 81 million fake profiles on Facebook and there are six new profiles every second, so it's getting larger. So, my first tip, ditch the news feed. Most people use Facebook by browsing the feed and that's great for seeing what your friends are doing and so on. But a lot of people may not realise that the feed only shows you what Facebook want you to see. You don't see everything that your friends post and they don't see everything that you post. And this is because Facebook choose what you see in your feed and that's based on algorithms and so on. Don't just take my word for it. Go and Google it and you can see it for yourself. Now, there are three main ways that you connect to stuff on Facebook. The first is profiles. So your profile is what you've already got. It's how you talk to Auntie Mildred and how she can send you pictures of her cat. The second way is pages. Pages are different to profiles. And if you don't know why, I'll explain. If you go onto Facebook now and uh, in their search bar, search for Arnold Schwarzenegger. This is making the assumption that you are not already a personal friend of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Once you've done that search, if you're on a laptop or a computer, under the people section, you'll see loads of profiles. And of course, they're all fake. Now, if you scroll down past people and look under pages, you'll see Arnold Schwarzenegger, public figure, and there's a blue tick. If you're doing this on a mobile device, it actually shows you his page first, but at the top in the headings, you can slide it across to people and you can see what we're referring to in terms of the profiles. And there are some very strange ones on there. So anyway, back to Arnie's page. If you go on there, there's information about his website and The Apprentice and videos and so on. So a page is like, it's like a shop window. Now you interact with a page differently to a profile. You can like a page, you can follow a page, and you can share a page. But you don't become friends with it. And don't forget, to see everything that you need to see on the page, don't trust the feed. Steve, can I just stop you there? You're covering an awful lot of stuff and I do worry about you spending time stuck in that studio. So I've decided that we should go outside for a bit. Get a bit of fresh air, a bit of sun. You see, this stuff about social media is interesting and it's really useful. But you have to remember to take your own advice and don't let it all become all-consuming. And you have spent quite a lot of time talking about quite a lot of stuff. So just give yourself a break, a bit of fresh air, a bit of a ramble in the countryside, listen to the birds, think about maybe recording the sound of the birds because you're going to do something on Twitter later, make bad jokes, just generally walk around. Pay attention to cars. Remember that you haven't got your distance glasses on, you've still got your close-up glasses. And when the cars have gone away, you can walk along talking to yourself 
not looking like in any way shape or form are you slightly unhinged maybe a little bit but you know this is the area that I'm from people around here won't notice what's that it's a tractor Actually, what with cars and tractors, it's turning out to be a bit of a death trap out here. Maybe the comfort and security of the studio is the best place to be at the moment. What were you saying about pages? Pages are a great resource if you connect to the right ones. Some of the pages I use are Success Magazine, GTD, which stands for Getting Things Done. You'll be hearing lots about that in the coming episodes. High 50, Road Microphones, Tony Robbins, David Allen, Michael Hyatt. You can find good pages by searching for people like we did with Arnie. So you can search for Richard Branson or you can search for categories. So if you search for categories like self-development or good habits or productivity or podcasts or meditation and then look at what Facebook shows you in the pages section, you can find some really good stuff in there. So experiment a bit with it, mix it up, connect to things, disconnect to things and find some stuff that works for you. So that's profiles, pages. Now we're going to have a look at groups. Groups are something different. Anyone can start a group and it can be about any subject. There are groups based on interests like writing or blogging or marketing or photography. And then there are groups for more work-based subjects, like how to use WordPress or teaching or networking or using Evernote or working from home. Groups can be really helpful. And unlike pages, they're two-way. You interact with people, you can get other people's input on things that you're struggling with or you want to learn more about, or you can give them advice. Many groups are by invitation only as well, and, and a number are private. So what you post in them won't mix in your feed. So again, use the Facebook search, Search for some of the subjects that we've mentioned earlier, like self-development and so on, and then go and have a look at the results in the group section instead of pages and find some groups you like and connect to them. So why do I keep saying ditch the feed? Well, it's not just about my frustration about how Facebook works. At the end of the day, it's their platform. If they wanted us to type the word pigeon into your account every day just to stay a member, they could do that and they'd be perfectly entitled to do it. My issue with the feed relates also to multitasking. Now we all think we're good at multitasking, but you might find that we're not as good as we think. There's a lot of stuff about this and there's a lot of research that you can have a look at. There's one particular article that caught my eye um, by a guy called Peter Bregman. It's in the Harvard Business Review. I shall put my gentleman's club voice on there. If you have a look in the Harvard Business Review, there's an article by a chap called Peter Bregman. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. Note to self, work out how to do the show notes. In this article, it refers to the fact that our productivity goes down by up to 40% when we're multitasking. And the reason for this is that our brains have to switch backwards and forwards between tasks. It's really imperceptible. It's so imperceptible that the irony is that we do convince ourselves that it's all happening together. But if that switching is happening, that means it's inefficient. And if it's inefficient, it can impact how you learn, how you train, or how you get better at a thing. 
There's a great podcast called The TED Radio Hour. I thoroughly recommend listening to it. There's an episode called Screen Time One. If you search it out, there's a guy on there called Dimitri Christakis, and he does a great talk on the stimulation of the Powerpuff Girls. In this talk, he explains that in an experiment, they expose some 10-day-old mice to the Powerpuff Girls cartoon, which has a high degree of stimulation and flashing lights. And it overstimulated their senses and actually became harder for them to carry out tasks that they should be able to do simply. More worryingly, they then followed this up with tests with children, which showed a similar impact. It's clear that our ability to learn or get better is impacted or overloaded by the volume or complexity of what we're learning. And the problem today more than ever is the volume of this information. But there is a different way. If you're on a laptop or a computer, on Facebook, on the left-hand side, you've got the bar that has pages and groups and so on. My suggestion is use that to view the things. Be selective in what you want to see. On a device, you can use the menu uh, section and select pages and groups from there. Use those to look at your stuff, not the feed. Then you can see all of the information that you want to see. There won't be anything missing. And plus, when you're focused on getting better at crocheting or learning to become a marketing superhero or Scottish country dancing, you don't suddenly get bombarded by what a fabulous holiday your mate Barry's having or Lucy sending you a picture of her Nando's. This way, you know that the work stuff will all be there in the working day. The friends and family stuff will all be there in your downtime. Keep them separate in your mind. This separation, I promise you, is one of the keys which will unlock your ability to get better. Okay, that's enough wah-wah, Steve. You've said some stuff. The stuff you said was that we should spend less time on social media and we can go and have a look at one of these apps to help us. Increase the quality of the time that we spend on social media by looking at pages and groups so we can look at new stuff, life stuff. Have a look at some challenging stuff. And don't just sit there mindlessly scrolling through the feed. Go for a walk instead. Talk to someone. Jump off a high diving board. Ride a bike. Bring someone that you've not spoken to in ages. In fact, I'm off now to do all of those things. I'm going to let you do the same. Thanks very much for listening to this episode. Please don't forget to message and join with us on Twitter at Sharp Podcast or to go onto the website at www.sharppodcast.com. That's it. Till next time, have fun. Have fun.